This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer. If you'd like to hear more information about our show today for callers in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva phone number is 262-729-4128. For callers in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Feel free to visit us at our website at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. And while on the website, you can view the last couple of podcasts that we have by clicking on the media library and radio tabs. For subscribers to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you can view all of our past podcast shows. And feel free to reach out to us. Uh, We're here to help you with your financial planning needs. So our topic today is going to be on long-term care, statistics and solutions. Uh, We're going to go over the odds of needing long-term care. How is it? How is it? How is it paid for in this country? What's Medicaid role? What's Medicaid's role? Uh, unpaid caregivers, and then we're going to talk about some solutions. But before we get into that topic, I want to introduce you to my co-host Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Jim. Yeah, I've had a a good week. Although I I had to do yard work this past weekend, I had to rake leaves and uh, mow and bag leaves. So. Uh, I never enjoy that. Uh, I love fall, but I'm not big on <laughs> raking and bagging. Uh, it's just like I dread it every year because I have a lawn that has a lot of leaves. Let's just put it that way. And it's not a small lawn. It's not huge by any means, but yeah, it's it takes a few hours. That's for sure. And you have to do it a yeah. few times. Yeah, Tony, that was my dilemma this weekend. I had a lot going on and I was hoping to get to the leaves. I did not. We just cleaned up the leaves a week ago, and it's all back down on the ground. It is just all over the place. And I have a lot of trees on my uh, on my yard. And um, yeah, it was it's actually kind of pretty, though, when you got those leaves sure. out there. We have silver maples. And oh, those beautiful. are really pretty oh, when they, they come are. down. They are. They are. I love the maple trees in the fall until the leaves fall off of them. Then I don't. Yes. Then I don't them so much so it was just a beautiful weekend though. it was it was really i mean you can't complain about that so other than that i had a great time how about you you've been doing good doing really good um you know just working hard i was working on saturday and yeah just um you know busy time of the year for me and then this is our month where we work on what we call the the required minimum distribution. So there's a lot of work that we need to do. And then Roth IRA conversion planning. And along with my financial planning reviews I do with clients. And then we also do seminars, Tony. It's yeah, we've got a lot going on. It's, it's a good thing. Sure. Sure. And uh, what are we talking about today? I know uh, you have a lot of great information for our listeners today. What's the topic? 
Yeah, so from an article from Morningstar. Morningstar has some really good articles on investments and all sorts of different things. Uh, The topic is going to be on long-term care, and the article is 100 must-know statistics about long-term care. Whoa, we're going to hit 100 statistics today? Well, we're not going to go on all of that. I can't, I won't do that to you, Tony, or I'll be hearing crickets on, on the other side. Yes, you, you, um, you But this sure. was written on December 8, 2020, and we're not going to talk about the pandemic because this was called the pandemic edition. We're not going to get into COVID and how it impacted long-term care, but we're going to talk about the statistics as it applies, generally speaking, to long-term care. And there's some excellent notes put down here about it. So- well, long-term care, it's funny you should bring this up, and this should be our topic for today because I'm, my wife, especially my wife, but my wife and I and her family are dealing with this right now with her dad, who's uh, entered into hospice. Uh, he has cancer really bad and um, had a pretty big stroke and uh, is really struggling. So, um, it, you know, looking at the costs and things, it, it's just he did not have a plan in place uh, to deal with it. So it's it's tough. And he lives out in Washington state. So she had to fly out there and she's been out there for the last week. And my parents are getting up there. My mom has Parkinson's and my grandfather's a hundred. He's probably healthier than all of us, which is kind of crazy, but long-term care is, I hear more and more people talking about it. So, and I know because of dealing with these family members and issues, it's expensive, isn't it? It's incredibly expensive, and um, yeah, Tony, my heart is out for you and your to you and your family. Oh, about thanks. That. Yeah, my my wife and her sister just it's just uh, dealing with all of it, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's tough too. I mean, it's emotional, and this is very common. What you just pointed out, sure. there was no plan in place in this yep. in this country, and you know, a lot of people who come from my seminars to my office. You know, uh, invariably this conversation will come up and there's so many people that really haven't given it a lot of thought, or if they did, they decided against doing anything about it. Um, and this is incredibly common. So we're going to talk about some statistics related to the very thing you just brought up. Okay. That's uh, first off, first off, let's go over the odds of needing long-term care. Now this is according to the government and within the last year, it stated that the percentage of people turning age 65 that'll need some form of long-term care, 70% of the population over 65. Now, there's so many people, and I didn't realize this until I read this article. There's such a huge percentage of care done by family members Mm -hmm. in this country. But of those who don't have a family member caring for them, 48% of individuals 65 years or older will need some form of paid long-term care service in their lifetime. And that could be nursing home, adult daycare. It could be assisted living and, of course, home health care. Uh, but that's almost half the population are going to need to have a service provided to them. And, of course, in addition to that, we'll talk about you know how that affects the uh, caregiver, the family member who's typically unpaid for doing this. In addition, so I want to recite some other statistics. Sure. About a quarter of individuals 65 years or older will need long-term care for at least at least two years. Now, women are as a higher percentage of the population in long-term care versus men. It's close to 68% of long-term care uh, in, in long-term care facilities are women. 
uh, compared to men. The average duration of care for women is 3.7 years compared to 2.2 years for men. And part of this is because women do live longer uh, statistically than men do. Well, yeah, that's true. And, we, you know, we I think we've talked about that before, but I've read that uh, women can outlive men uh, typically up to six years. So um, that that's a lot. And so you have to take that into consideration as well. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And you go to a lot of these long-term care facilities and uh, or, you know, assisted living or nursing homes, and you're like, wow, it's predominantly female. So, uh, I mean, yes, it and is. that's a... You know, that doesn't always apply, but in a lot of cases, it really does. So uh, what's next? I mean, uh, well, first off, we, we have to talk about the cost in this country. Well, yeah. and how is how is medic? How is this program paid for? Well, first off, the cost uh, end of this. If you're in a nursing home and with a private room uh, as of the year 2020, the average price throughout the nation is one hundred and six thousand dollars a year for. Uh, for assisted living facilities in the year 2020, the average price was just under $52,000 a year. For adult daycare, five days a week of care, just under $20,000 a year. And then home health care can range from very little to extremely expensive, depending upon the amount of hours that the home health care aides are there. Uh, for example, 40 hour per week average 52 weeks a year. The average cost is a little under $60,000 a year. And this is simply unsustainable for the average person with a retirement uh, nest egg of say a couple hundred thousand dollars. Um, If you're married, if you have a spouse, this could put the other spouse in a terrible predicament. And that's where Medicaid comes into play because Medicaid is going to be the primary payer for this type of service. We get into, well, who's paying for this? Because these costs are incredibly expensive. Well, the government is paying for roughly 70% of the cost, mostly through Medicaid, but there are other departments that get involved as well, depending upon the state that you're in. Only 8% of individuals that are receiving long-term care are getting it from an insurance policy, only 8%. Mm. And the rest of it is out-of-pocket costs. So, you know, there's a big dilemma here because it puts a lot of pressure on the government to help pay for these services. Well, and, you know, I mean, I'm learning we're I'm learning what these costs can be. And it depends on where you are and what care type of long term care you need. But up to twelve thousand dollars a month in many cases, um, it's just astronomical. It is. And it's only getting worse yeah. because the cost of living with long-term care is far higher than the average uh, consumer price index in this country. So Medicaid comes involved after the individual has spent down a good portion of their retirement assets. So what they would allow the individual who's not in the nursing home to be kept would be a percentage of their retirement assets. So for most states, Tony, it's around $52,000 that the spouse that's not in the nursing home would be allowed to keep. So if they have a IRA, if they have a couple of different accounts, um, they'd be allowed to keep up to that amount as long as the spouse that is um, living is not utilizing long-term care services. But there are states that have a higher threshold they would allow, upwards of 
130,000 would be allowed to be kept depending upon the state that you're in. The state of Wisconsin is a pretty generous state when it comes to long-term care. So you're allowed to keep 50% of your assets um, with a maximum amount of $130,380. And then the minimum amount that you would be allowed to keep would be $52,000. That is if you're if you're married, you got a spouse that's not uh, needing that care. But for all states, it's pretty uniform. If it's just an individual, there's no spouse involved. $2,000 would be the amount that uh, would be allowed to be kept. So that pretty much drains an entire state for you know family, children, and so forth that they wanted to give that to. Um, you're allowed to keep your car and your home, but the maximum amount of equity in your home you're allowed to keep in this country for the Department of Medicaid is $603,000. So if you have a home that's worth a lot, you know, you might have to start to look at a home equity line of credit just to pay for that so long as you want to keep that home. And then the other one last thing here, and then I'll have you chime in. No problem. Is that if you have a pension, you have Social Security, which many people that are receiving long term care do, the maximum amount of income that the, the healthy spouse is allowed to keep in this country is a little under $3,300. So if you have a pension along with Social Security that provides more than that, well, the excess amount over the $3,300 has to go to pay for that service. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's uh, crazy. So, um, and I, I I hear that they'll really draw you down to like that minimum amount, like two or $3,000, uh, and then once all your money is spent, all the person's money is spent who needs the long-term care, then Medicaid will kick in. Is that well? Yes. And then once they once they pay for the service, which they will, but they don't pay at the typical uh, regular rate that the um, people that have private paying or out-of-pocket costs to pay for. It's going to be at a much lower rate. And so in this country, and I think you already know this, Tony, it's kind of a two-tiered healthcare system, especially as it pertains to long-term care. So people that are on Medicaid, there are facilities that accept Medicaid, and there are plenty of facilities that do not. So the quality of care is going to be different. So it's, it's, it's a secondary burden. It's not only are you on to Medicaid because you've drained down your assets, but the quality of care you're going to get at that point in time may not be as good is if you had private paying sources. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, and so I think it's important to look at the, how you pay for it is so that's really where, uh, that's really where the problems begin. I mean, there are a lot of issues with long-term care, but how to pay for it is a big one. And I know that's something you help your uh, clients plan for. Uh, and there are different ways you can plan for it, right? Yes, there is. And there's no easy solution to this. And one thing I did learn, Tony, was on with with regard to unpaid caregivers, okay. which is just significant. It's it's growing exponentially right now with the number of individuals needing to uh, quit their jobs and take care of their parents. Yes. I mean, yep. it's just extraordinary. Now, in the year 2015, there was 41 million Americans that were caring for a family member that had long-term had a long-term care need. Uh, today, it's close to 60 million. I mean, it's incredible as a wow. percentage of the population that's involved in this. 
And back in 2013, the estimated cost for long-term care provided by uncare uh, uh, caregivers was $470 billion. Today, that is now at $700 billion. So the, the amount of care being provided through family is increasing and it's creating a lot of mental health and physical issues for those individuals because, you know, caring for a loved one is emotional, but the physical strain and stress of, of doing this, this is not a typical job. This is way more than a, a typical job. Right. So they say that about 15% of caregivers, uh, now this is a year ago, uh, 15% of the caregivers have reported recently um, having a, a mental health They've, they've missed at least two weeks due, uh, over the last few months due to mental health. Uh, 18% have missed days due to being physically unwell. And 41% of caregivers have had two or more chronic illnesses within the past year. And then lastly, 36% of caregivers have reported getting insufficient sleep. So this is a mentally training situation that invariably because of lack of planning or a variety of other reasons, including lack of money, is being fallen on to family members to take care of. And it, you, as you can see with these statistics, it has a big price to pay. Mm. Yeah, uh, obviously. That's, yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I, you, you know, that's something you don't think about, but unpaid caregivers, people taking care of their own family members and, you know, uh, taking care of them full time instead of working full time, uh, that causes a lot of other issues doesn't it? So, that's right. yeah. Right. Now, according to the government, only 8% of the care is being provided through private paying insurance. And here's a statistic I had no idea about. Back in the year 2002, the number of long-term care and poli insurance policies sold, Tony, was 750,000. Hmm. This, this, in 2019, less than 55,000 policies were sold that year. So there's been a huge drop in the amount of individuals purchasing long-term care insurance. But on the other side, there's a lot more people buying what we call life insurance, hybrid long-term care insurance policies. So in the year 2015, 228,000 policies of that type were sold. And then in 2018, 461,000 of those policies were sold. So while we're seeing a drop in long-term care insurance and per se, we're seeing a lot more life insurance policies purchased that contain long-term care insurance benefits. But when we combine the two together, we're still seeing a huge drop of people purchasing long-term care insurance. And I think the reason is, is really twofold. One is the cost of care has gone up significantly. A lot of insurance companies are raising rates through these long-term care insurance policies. And it's turned off a lot of individuals to the thought of purchasing these plans because you could buy it at a certain rate. And over time, that rate can just be going up and up and up. It's really had a negative effect on long-term care insurance purchases, plus the premiums today just to buy it compared to back in 2002 is significantly more expensive. Right. But also along with the the uh, potential for rate increases. And then also these insurance companies are being more picky. They're being more selective at who can get these types of policies. So 
Part of that is understandable, but I think a lot of people though, that should be considering long-term care. And I can tell you this from individuals I've talked to, couples I've talked to, a lot of them that should be considering it are not because it's a topic that's difficult. You just don't want to face something as, as mentally, um, as emotional, I would say, as long-term care is. Well, yeah, it's hugely emotional and there's so much to deal with. And I'm glad you're talking about some long-term care insurance statistics because I, I know it used to be somewhat more common, but it, it's expensive and people were upset because long-term care insurance, just straight long-term care insurance, uh, I think it's from what you've told me and told us, it's harder to get and it's really expensive now. Uh, but there are new forms of insurance for long-term care, right? And, you know, within the long-term care insurance field, not, not the life insurance field, there are ways in which you can insure at the very least you get your money back if it's never used. There are plenty of policies yeah. in the market that have what we call return of premium. Mm. But these policies still are pretty doggone expensive. So let me give you an idea here. Got an individual, is a male, 65 years old. And with a quote of, this is an illustration I did with one of the companies I work with, $150 per day benefit. So in the field of long-term care, they just don't flat out pay whatever the cost is. There's a daily benefit where you get up to a certain amount, but no more. So under this policy, $150 per day. So that would be upwards of $4,500 a month with a cost of living adjustment benefit of 3% every year until the benefit is actually used. So every year that benefit is gonna keep increasing uh, with inflation. And then what I usually encourage people to do is to try to pay the policy as quickly as possible to avoid the potential for rate increases. So with a 10 year uh, premium requirement, that means you're gonna pay more upfront. Uh, for a benefit like this, it includes not just nursing home, it includes all eligible forms of long-term care. And in order to get the benefit, you need to have two of six activities of daily benefits that are, are met, which means that you need help with, like say, bathing or dressing. And there's four other criteria that um, these policies will use. And it's more uniform now today with these policies because it's heavily government regulated. We're looking at about a cost of $6,000 a year, which is for one individual to get a policy. So over a 10 year span, we're looking at around $60,000 to fund a plan that initially start speaking, will provide about 164,000 in lifetime benefits because it's a three year payout of, of benefits. And every year thereafter, that benefit becomes bigger and bigger. So if you can pay this off within 10 years and avoid the rate increase, you put in $60,000 and eventually down the road, you could have as much as maybe $300,000 of a benefit before the uh, long-term care is ever triggered. Now that quote in and of itself does not include return of premium. So if you never use it, that's $60,000 that did not go towards your care, did not go towards your retirement and will not go towards your loved ones. But Typically, a return of premium benefit, you double the payment. So it's not cheap up front. You're going to pay in that situation about $12,000 a year. So over time, you put in $144,000 for the exact same benefit. 
But if you never use it, and let's say after 10 years, you pass on with no long-term care need, your loved ones will get all of that money back, $144,000. So that's a, that's a long-term care plan, Tony. It's not cheap. And you can scale back the benefits. Often you don't need a full Cadillac plan that pays for everything. If you have other uh, retirement sources, we could put together a plan that could cover it, you know, maybe not as good as this particular plan, but you can do something that'll work for you. And then once you need the care, you should know whether you're going to be okay or not. The whole basis for this is to protect the surviving spouse and to get you the best care possible. And long-term care still has a role to play, but a lot of people are more focused today, more than ever on life insurance because life insurance policies, they can't change the rates. Once you're in, you're in, and they can't change any of the features. Your, your contract is sound from day one. You can get the same level of benefits. You do pay more within a life insurance plan, but you're guaranteed a couple of extra benefits that you don't get with regular long-term care, such as if you pass away, your loved ones are going to get more than what you put into the policy. Plus, you can use the cash value if you needed to for other purposes. And then in addition to that, if you're still living down the road and you don't need this, all of a sudden your objectives change, you can pull the whole thing you put into it out and use it for whatever purpose. So there's no loss of uh, paying a premium and not getting that money out. You will get that within this type of plan, but it's more expensive for two reasons. One is they cannot change the rates. And the other thing is a portion of your premium is not going towards long-term care. It's going towards mortality costs, and it's going to give you some additional benefits that you wouldn't have had otherwise. But within this type of plan, you can have the same type of benefits you get with a regular long-term care plan. You're going to pay more for it, and but you know that you're going to get something out of it, including an additional return on your investment that you may not get at all with a long-term care insurance plan. But the problem here, no matter what we look at it, this is not cheap. And that's why you're seeing a huge drop in the number of people purchasing any type of insurance to cover this. And so I don't know if you've heard of this, but um, I've had a lot of uh, people that are in their 60s and 70s getting invites to go to seminars, of which I do for financial planning. But you see these from attorneys that are offering these trust seminars, which they would include as a part of it, a discussion on long-term care. And there are Medicaid trusts that they can put together for you. And it's really more of a last uh, gasp uh, thing to do if you have nothing else. If you have a spouse that is not, you know, is healthy, your loved one is going into a nursing home, well, you can preserve to some degree, those retirement assets by moving your money into a irrevocable Medicaid trust. And mm-hmm. that's where the individual that is not using that care can access this money on a limited basis through a lifetime annuity payout. It is only done by a couple of annuity companies in the United States. It is still legal in the vast majority of states. Um, it is a, a uh, last method of preserving the assets before Medicaid comes into play. Without the existence of this type of trust, they will have to spend down their retirement assets. And then in in addition to that, 
because they are going to subpoena all your bank records, your investment accounts. Uh, Medicaid is going to know, want to know everything that's occurred within the last five years because there's a five-year look-back period. So any money that went out from your accounts to your loved ones as a gift, that will cause a penalty for you to be able to get any type of Medicaid benefits. So it's very important to think that, hey, you know what? I'm just going to gift it all away and then I'm going to file for Medicaid. Well, they've already... Yeah, this is this is a, a procedure that a lot of individuals have tried to do over the years. So uh, each state has a look back period. The majority of them are five year look backs. Some states are even more restrictive than that. Um, but it's very important beyond all of this, because what we've talked about in a very short period of time is a lot is to talk to an investment advisor, an insurance producer who's focused on long term care. Um, there's, there's some potential for uh, a tax break that you could get on the payment for these insurances, but it's very important. Talk to your investment person. See if this is something that you should consider into your financial plan. Yeah, and uh, wow, uh, what a lot to take in. I mean, we could probably do a five-part series on long-term care. There's so much to it, but I know if our listeners have any questions, uh, they can get a hold of you and set up a complimentary consultation, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, callers in Wisconsin, our number in Lake Geneva, 262-729-4128. In McHenry, our Illinois office is 815-331-8096. If you just have some questions over the phone, if you'd like to schedule a virtual meeting, we use Zoom. I've been doing that a lot since uh, last year. And also, if you wish to schedule a one-on-one appointment, at either of our two offices, Lake Geneva or McHenry, uh, feel free to give us a call. We're just here to help. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representative representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.